our goal is threefold. One, it's preservation of capital. How do I not lose money? Two, return of capital. How do I get my money back? And then three, return on investment. If we take care of numbers one and two, number three will take care of itself, essentially. Welcome back to the Investing with Purpose podcast, where we explore the intersection of success and significance. We discuss alternative investment options from our experience buying hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate, but most importantly, how we're using that business to impact people in a positive way to leave a legacy that matters. Let's get after it. Hey, good evening, everyone. This is Al Flowers, and you're listening to Talk One Radio's Brown Bag News. Our goal is to provide a platform that can be used by everyone to share opinions and ideas like the office water cooler. You drive the show. I'll bring the topics, you bring your opinion. Join me by calling 843-894-2151. Sun City Bluffton and beyond is our field of view. Let's get ready as we step off together. Let's go. Hey, I'm excited, man. This is going to be a great show tonight. Uh, We have uh, Stephen uh, Libman joining us from the Integrity Holdings Group. He's going to give us some clues and some background, some information, news we can use on how to extend our retirement dollars, give you a different look at what to invest in. But before we do all that, he's going to join us here probably in 20 minutes or so. I have a news alert for you, folks. I-95 northbound at exit 5. The northbound lanes are completely blocked. There's a semi-trailer overturned and uh, stopped traffic, absolutely stopped. So if you're going to pick someone up at the airport, southbound's okay, but you better make other arrangements. Sneak through Garden City on the backside, coming up 17 and 315 and all that. That's the only way you're going to get back. I'm sure the bridge over there at the airport exit's packed because, you know, nobody wants to wait. Everybody's getting off work trying to get home. So take a little bit of extra patience with you. If you have to go that way or if you're northbound on that, like I said, coming out of the airport, it's going to be horrible. I know most of you are not listening. You can listen online with iHeart, iTunes, etc. We uh, splash it out. So that's a little note that was just handed to me just before we went on. I'm pumped up about this evening's show. It's great. I just... Feeling the rhythm before I get going. I always like to acknowledge my wingmen, people that brought me here, came alongside and dragged me around a little bit when I was stepping off in the wrong direction. Jeff Zapp from the JeffZappShow.com. That's two Ps, folks. He's on uh, Tuesday nights. You can visit him on Facebook and Rumble. Informative and inspirational. Uh, he weaves the biblical verses and has parables about today's life and as a overlay the insanity and news that we have to live with. So check him out on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. He was running Thursdays also. I don't know if he is. You might want to just check his schedule out at thejeffzappshow.com. That's two Ps in Zap. Great guy. We shared a studio together and had lots of laughs. We're going to be revisiting that, I think, moving forward. Like at least once a month, we're going to get together and kick the uh, can around the yard. And we're going to be bringing back guys that, you know, hung out with us, uh, Roman Surroundings, Brad Storm, uh, some of the real characters from the low country here. Also was uh, the Buford County House of Cards with Mike Covert. That's on tomorrow night at 7 p.m. You can watch that on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook, etc. He's on most of the platforms. I do not know how he survived YouTube. Uh, they unceremoniously kicked Talk One Radio right off. Just dropped, kicked us right off. We got so many strikes in the first inning of the game. They just said, get lost. You're out of here permanently. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I kind of thought that was funny. I mean, the letter wasn't funny because uh, we lost an outlet, but it certainly was like killing it when an anvil, I a sledgehammer maybe, I don't know. But Mike is Covert's also the owner of BigPatriotRadio.com, national programming that includes uh, music, all types of music, music we grew up with, uh, you know, the 60s, 70s, 80s, country pop, and uh, classic rock. So check that out, BigPatriotRadio.com. He carries our show here, that Talk One Radio on Wednesday. It's a, a week-long delay, and Jeff's show and Uh, Corey Allen from Charleston, South Carolina, with the Overton Report. These guys, uh, between Covert and uh, Corey Allen, they're like tactical nuke. 
when it comes to conservative uh, shout outs, but they do the job. They're seekers of truth and uh, they don't hold back. You know, I don't blame them either. Not my style, but I still appreciate them and love them just the same. They're trying to bring truth and at least a little bit of uh, contrary information. I know the mainstream media is not going to bother with any of that. All right, let's jump right into the uh, Sun City News. Uh, thank you, boys. I just want to say that to both of you and to Corey for his friendship. Sun City News, uh, the North Side folks rejoice your uh, dog park is going to get revamped. Uh, you know, let's rejoice in the fact that your voice was heard by Pulte. Unbelievable. We love it. Starting next Monday, so it'll be shut down for two weeks while they you know, make it the way you want it, I guess. I don't know. I don't have a dog. I love dogs, but too busy to have one, really. But your voices were heard. Uh, we got movement in the right direction. Let's be happy for that. You know, some people say, well, we had to kick and scream. Well, sometimes you have to. I mean, it sounds like, you know, you pay your money, you take the ride. So sometimes you got to shake them up to make a move. We got new lights on the north side pool. Or it's like a... <laughs> a comet flying by over there. The lights are so bright. I like them. And there's not that many homes around the area, but uh, some people are taking issue with the fact that they are quite bright. Uh, this Saturday, big news, uh, Buford County GOP convention will be held right here in Sun City at uh, Pinckney Hall. And uh, that's April Fool's Day, by the way. I don't know if that's coincidental or not, but it's 11 to 4 p.m. I do believe you have to be invited to go there. You have to register. You have to be part of the, you know, the circus to join, to be let in the door. I'm not sure. You can maybe show up as a citizen and say, I'd just like to check it out. Who knows? There's so many rules upon rules that I was supposed to go as a delegate for district precinct six. Was it eight? Eight, I think I'm in. But uh, I had previous commitment, uh, and that's what I'm going to talk about next, is the pickleball tournament. Insane. Three-day uh, huge. We have people from out of town. Some people were saying that the rooms over at the Hampton Inn are now 300 bucks a night. Well, that's because the pickleball is in town. I mean, you know, Gouge City, that's how it goes. So you're going to have to exercise some more patience. We're going to have a bunch of visitors on site. The restaurants will be full. There's going to be more people on the road. So be careful out there and enjoy the pickleball. Come and watch. I'm going to play. I, I'm scheduled to play on Saturday. So I think on the south side, la-di-da. It's a lot of fun. It's a great sport if you haven't gotten uh, hip to it. It's awesome. Uh, another big deal that's coming around is this TSA pre-check uh, issue, and that's in progress. The uh, I would only do this if I was traveling like every 90 days or so, or if I was a businessman and had to, you know, bang through the airports all across the country, but just go to have, say you're pre-checked and you travel once a year. I mean, it's a waste of your money. Get this. You can go to TSA, check out the website for the details. They have uh, over at Hilton Head Airport, they have Savannah has one and they have another Garden City, I believe, in Georgia there, just across the line. But you have to make an appointment, and it takes like 10 seconds, really. They just flash through your, make sure you're not on any watch list. They look at your passport, make sure you're good to go, and, and that's it. And then off you go. If you're a big traveler, do it. If not, don't waste your time. You're not going to get any special dispensation if you're just traveling once a year or something, if you think that's going to happen. You can cut the line, I guess, and go through the TSA pre-check line. It's up to you. Now, I'm just going to make real quick mention of this sadness out of Memphis. Folks, just say a prayer for those families that lost people. And that is, you know, we know the person that did it is now deceased. There's darkness in this country all over the place, in the world for that matter. You know, all we can do is pray for the light, pray to God. And let's pray for those families that lost Three children. I couldn't even fathom that, but stop the rhetoric and just direct some of this energy to prayer and try to raise these families that lost loved ones across the board. It's a tragedy that person uh, decided to do that. I mean, any of these mass shootings, you can link it all back to mental illness, but that's a horrible thing in itself. So prayers to the family. And it's a solemn, uh, another mark on a great country. Freedom comes with a cost, unfortunately. 
All right. Well, tonight we have my man. Uh, I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, Steve Libman is going to join us from Integrity Holdings Group. And we're going to get spun up on what's going on with uh, investments today. What's safe, what's not. Let's consider uh, this uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, who knows what's going on with the banking system now? I, I'm, I don't know if Steve has any insight on that, but we certainly should be aware of that and what's going on in the world over, you know, not. All right. Steve Libman, a great guy. He was going to be on earlier uh, in the month and man, the guy's busy and I get it. And uh, we're just fortunate to have him come back. I was uh, really overjoyed the fact that somebody, uh, you know, really wants to come back on the show and be with us and inform everybody. So let me just give you a little background. Steve Libman is one of the managing partners of Integrity Holdings Group. Uh, prior to that, uh, Steve began as, as a realtor. And listen to this. He flipped almost a 1,000 homes. I mean, that's the grind, baby. That is a grind. I, I mean, I you know, I, I flipped a couple condos. I thought it was like big stuff. Forget it, a 1,000. I, I can't even uh, put that together in my mind. But you know the guy's a hard worker when I hear that kind of stuff. So it, he got burned out pretty fast uh, doing that in a highly taxed business model. He moved into commercial real estate, apartments, senior housing, and storage units. I got to ask him when he comes in, how many storage units do we absolutely need? There's like every four of them on each corner of every block. It's killing me. There's student housing too. To create passive tax advantage income for themselves and uh, their investors, Integrity Holding recently launched a $100 million fund after over $150 million in acquisitions. Uh, Steve's been around a long time. He's recognized by industry magazines and publications. Forbes and the top 100 in real estate. IHG also runs a donor-advised fund, Investing with Purpose Fund, where it curves out a percentage of the company profits to create passive income for nonprofits around the world, and hopefully some in the United States, too. So without further ado, let me bring uh, Steve in to the show. How you doing, man? What's up, Al? <laughs> All right, you, buddy. I'm glad you're here. Thanks a lot for taking time out of your fast green day. No worries. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, Integrity Holdings for a minute. And can you maybe give us just a background and take us through? A lot of people are, you know, real happy with their investments. They're not so much these days with the stocks and bonds right. and all that stuff. But what's the advantage of diving into real estate over the purely traditional uh, stocks? Yeah, it's a good question. And it's the answer that I came to when I lost my dad nine years ago. No, he, he put um, all of his money into 401ks, mutual funds, stocks, bonds, things like that, traditional type investments. And then the market dropped, right? And when the market tanked, a couple years for it to come back, unfortunately, he didn't live long enough to see that return. So he lost just over half of his wealth that he had saved over his whole life. And I had this moment of clarity where I recognized that the stock market is essentially a game of musical chairs. You don't know when the music's going to stop. And if you're in a down market, you lose a lot of your wealth. So we were already flipping houses, but I wanted to figure out what is the least volatile asset classes that we could purchase and hold property into or where we could invest for retirement, for legacy wealth, for you know just good stewardship. So through a ton of data, we came to the conclusion that commercial real estate really is overall better returned with the least amount of volatility because it's tied to a hard asset. And you know, if my dad was in something like that, we probably wouldn't have seen that big of a dip. People always ask me, they're like, well, what happened during the dip? I mean, real estate also lost value. So it's always important to have the conversation that it's uh, residential and commercial real estate is very different. Insofar that your house, Al, is, is the value is predicated on the value of your neighbor. Right? What does your neighbor's house sell for? What does the, the comps in the area sell for? Commercial real estate's not like that. It's based on net operating income. It's a business essentially. And it's based on the income, not necessarily what the property down the street sold for. So in 2007, 8, 9, the mortgage default rate on houses was about 5 to 6%, right? That's what created this massive financial meltdown. It's between 45 and 6.5%, depending on what year you look at. Multifamily apartment complexes, the mortgage default rate, 
five percent. Oh wow, that's quite Very, a bit. That's unreal. Yeah. Just yeah, sorry, I was a little dark. So yeah, it's just it's important to recognize what are the differences, what are what are the different asset classes, and you know, real estate is not one general term. Real estate is houses. It's and when I say commercial, most people think I mean like retail or something like that. I don't mean that. Commercial real estate is anything over four units. So when I say apartment complexes, I mean we buy, you know, three hundred and eighty unit apartment complexes. We wow. built. 500,000 square feet of self-storage. So, you know, it's um, it, it, commercial real estate is basically anything that's not residential over four units. So what is the cutoff? I mean, something like that. Let's say you bought a, a storage a unit or built one and invested heavily in that. What is the, you know, return? Uh, what is the expectation for return on that money? So historically, we've returned anywhere from 12 to 16% per annum over the last 12 wow. years. <laughs> That's huge. <laughs> I mean, compared to the fact that banks want you to dump their, your money into them for less than a percent. That's right. And what's interesting is until we started this business, so number one, that's for accredited investors only. So there's a couple of SEC things where we can't talk about the types of returns as an advertisement. So this is not an offer to sell securities or anything like that. What's important about that is nobody knows that they can get into these types of investments because the financial lobby has such a stronghold on Washington, D.C. Everybody complains about the gun lobby, right? Nobody talks about the financial lobby, which is by far the biggest lobby in Washington, D.C. I have a friend who worked at Fidelity, and I said, hey, I sell. I can have investors come in and work with me to return these types of returns secured by real estate. And I said, why don't you refer some clients that might want to diversify outside of stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and maybe I can help your clients and you can service them better. And you know what he told me just a couple of years ago? He said, you know, that's called selling away. I will lose my licenses for that. Wow. And I said, well, why do you think that is? And he said, I think the financial lobby is really, they can't figure out a way to make money on you investing with Steven, but they can figure out a way to make money with you investing in Wall Street. And that's why they don't allow it. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, there there you go. Just like the IRC, you know, the Internal Revenue Code is not made, you know, the president doesn't write that code. It's the Congress people. You know, our politicians, you know, that they'll write whatever they are told to write, whatever yeah. pays the most. And I mean, and depreciation is one of the reasons that I got into multifamily real estate as well, because you can take losses against these buildings to decrease your earned income so that you can legally pay less in taxes. Sure. And I didn't know that. When I was flipping homes, I was paying 37% ordinary income tax plus wow. a New Jersey state tax. I was paying almost 50% of my income to income taxes. And when I found out that the tax code applies to me the same way that it applies to you and the same way that it applies to billionaire real estate moguls, I was like, man, I can actually start to play the game the right way and minimize my taxable income. I'll tell you, you're operating within the law. Absolutely. And the law has been the same since 1956. When right. it comes to depreciation. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, everybody points fingers as this politician, that politician, this politician. Yeah. No, it's the yeah. it's the same tax code. Sure. Right. Oh, being an ex employee of the IRS uh, in my younger days, uh, I can tell you that you know, there is a bunch of nitwits working for them people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but other than that. Well, let me ask you this then before we get too far. This platform is basically for people that uh, like myself that don't use big words and like just the common person's look at life here. What would a uh, individual do that gathers, let's say they have two or three grand in the bank that they need to, they're, they're thinking about investing. And of course, you know, the first, all these fishing lures from all the TV guys are coming across. Is there a place in Integrity Holdings for them? Not yet. We're working on it. It's um, a very long, arduous process to be able to advertise to kind of the the average investor that's looking to deploy under ten grand. So it's it costs about five hundred thousand dollars to create a fund that's allowed to take that, and a ton uh-huh. of SEC scrutiny. So I expect sometime next year we will launch a fund like that. There are funds available that are already in existence for those type of investors. There's a great place called Fundrise. 
where you can invest a couple thousand dollars, I think the minimum is 500, into Perfect. real estate backed type things. So, you know, it really depends on, on kind of how much money you're working with, what type of people you want to work with, and what type of investments you want to make. But there are a lot of um, smaller type funds that can take smaller capital amounts. So if you just go on Google and, and type in, you know, real estate investment, $1,000, you'll see some sites that come up that are basically crowdfunding sites that are crowdfunding for types of properties. And some of them might just be single family homes that are getting flipped. They might be mortgages. They might be apartment complexes, things like that. <clears throat> what a lot of people don't know too, is that you can also invest with your IRA or your 401k. So I think a lot of people oh. keep a 401k, they retire, they have a bunch of money in their 401k and they just watch it on the stock market and pray it doesn't go down too much. But you can actually self-direct that once you're not an employee anymore into a self-directed IRA and get the same tax advantages, continue to grow tax deferred while being in a real estate investment like this. Oh, wow. I was just talking to a friend of mine. We're both uh, retired federal federal employees. And uh, he was telling me that he lost like 30% of his uh, TSP, which is his retirement and not for his life. And losing 30%, now he's a young guy. He's, he's you know, he just turned 63 or something. But, I mean, that would have me in the changes cardiac your unit. Yeah, it changes your retirement projections, right? Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah. So my I chief mean, operating officer had a TSP. He was a civilian officer with the Navy. He ran uh, cybersecurity for the Naval Airspaces in New Jersey. And he's now my chief operating officer. And he rolled his TSP into a self-directed IRA. And now he's invested in target. Yeah, nice. And it was, and he's looking at it, knowing what he was in. And it's interesting because if if you look at your TSP over the you know years, four hundred one k's too. I think it's really important. I think people kind of set it and forget it. I think Dave Ramsey does a little bit of a disservice to people when he says, you know, just set it, forget it, and don't look at it, because yeah. you need to. Yeah, you got to have a finger on the pulse. So I always like to ask people, what is your average rate of return? You know, my brother-in-law was making an average over a 10-year period of time of 3.2% in his TSP. And people think that they're making more, but after fees and, you know, after the volatility calculation, that the, the Morningstar average of a mutual fund in the past 20 years is only 3.56%. Wow. You know, so you're getting sold this 10% mutual fund and <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. So what's a safe bet? Insurance and uh, real estate investment then, right? I mean, historically, and the data proves this out over and over and over again, historically, real estate is much less volatile and it gains more value, appreciated value over time. It's beat the S&P 500 every single year over the last 50 years. I kind of sarcastically, when I was reading your introduction there, uh, these storage uh, units, man, come on. I mean, there's I not enough junk in these houses. I guess they, they must fill them up because they're building them like great. So, yeah, some quick stats for you is 11.2% of all American households have a storage facility, have a storage unit. That's huge. Right? So just about 11%. So that means for every 10 houses, you're seeing a storage unit go up. So, you know, there's feasibility studies that you have to do before you build these things. So we built three of them in Orlando starting five years ago. We bought the land and we built them ground up construction. We built about 400,000 square feet, which I mean, one of these was a 14 acre, almost 1200 unit self-storage facility. It was monster. Wow. And, you know, it cost us $14 million to build it. CubeSmart came in as a third party property manager and managed it for us. And then we built two more of them. And it's like, you know, where does the demand stop? And wow. you know, the, the, the truth is we're a nation of hoarders <laughs> and people have, you know, yeah. too much junk. They go throw it in a storage facility and they probably never look at it again for another year, two, three so the demand is there, right? And you can do a feasibility study and you can see based on the population and population growth, how many more units are needed and how fast can you fill those things up? I think we're probably getting pretty saturated here in Bluffton. You know, I saw a few that were going up since I've moved here and a few existing ones. So I think they're probably going to get to a place of equilibrium and stop building them. They'll probably go a little bit west as gentrification takes place and populations start to move through Hardyville and things like that. 
But yeah, I mean, the demand is there. The, you know, the country, I don't know. I don't know what's in these storage units, frankly. I mean, well, I, I think people don't want to get rid of things that are mementos of their previous, their youth or their mementos that have meaning to them. So like yeah, you said, absolutely. you know. I did a previous yeah. podcast where I said, you know, I think these things are filled with macaroni art. I'm almost convinced. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not like storage wars, you know, where you get to, you know, you find a box full of cash. Well, you might, I don't know. I've never found a 57 Corvette, but we still look. <laughs> still looking, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. So how long have you been in the area? Uh, so we just moved down here from New Jersey two years ago this April. We'll be here two years. And um, we we came to the area once. We've never been here before, never been to South Carolina before. In the middle of COVID, they were still trying to strap a mask on my two-year-old son, and I just needed oh, to get geez. out of New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we had a, a free week on the island of nice. uh, for an RCI place. So we said, yeah. hey, let's go on vacation. And it was about the fourth day. Being a real estate investor by trade, you're always online looking at stuff. <laughs> and uh, I found a house, and I said, hey, this looks vacant. It looks dated, which I love because that means I can build some equity into it. Let's yeah. go take a look at it. And we went there. My wife is super conservative, process-oriented, wants a plan, right? I'm more like jump and grow wings on the way down. Yeah, you're on, like me. I'm, I'm the same way. My wife is the uh, CFO of the, uh, of the homestead here. She, <laughs> you know, she uh, continually uh, drags the bit on, out of my mouth uh, with spending. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we came for a week and uh, we bought a house that week and we went home and packed everything and left. I spent a, uh, 18 months. I was uh, doing some work for L3 with the, as a contractor to the FAA at the uh, tech center outside of Atlantic City. I lived on Brigantine Island. It's just, that was so fabulous until uh, the state came after me for uh, taxes. You know, <laughs> they'll do that <laughs> you know i said i gotta go boy and i had to leave the company because they didn't have anything else for me at the time right <laughs> um, but i'd say just like michigan gets a bad rap jersey gets a bad rap they think everything is like newark that's right but i'll tell you i got a chance to travel south and unbelievable farms great people it was such a relief i mean Getting out of Atlantic City was a big thing, too. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. All the shoebies are down there on the weekends. And, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, I, the guy goes, yeah, I can't stand all these shoebies. I go, what are you talking about? What's a shoebie? So he was telling me all about the people from Philly that come down on the bus or the train, you know, and he used to put all their, their sandwich oh, yeah. in the shoebox. So, you know. That's right. That's crazy. Well, back on it. You have your own podcast also, right? I do. Yeah. The Investing with Purpose podcast. We do a weekly show and we've been doing, I don't know, we're up to 300 and some odd episodes at this point. Oh, that's awesome. Now, do you uh, normally just speak to other professionals or are you? Uh... Yeah, it's usually just me talking about kind of what we're learning in industry news. And we talk about everything from core values and how important those are to have in a business to what is AI going to do to real estate and you know, talk about some of those oh. things. And then we do have guests from time to time, but they are typically either other entrepreneurs that are purpose-driven so that we want to know how they're making an impact in the world and or our nonprofit partners. So, you know, we funded 28 nonprofits last year through the business and we'll have them come on and kind of talk to us about what they're doing on the front lines as we're funding their ministries. What are they doing on the front lines? How are they building the kingdom? How are they serving other right. people? How are they loving other people? Things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Serving God in all ways. That's uh, a noble, <laughs> that's our job really. Is that's it. That's not, <laughs> yeah. God, God called me to be an entrepreneur, not so I could drive a nice car and live in a nice house right. because there you go. the kingdom needs, I don't know if you've noticed culturally recently, but looks like we're getting pretty close to culture wars and culture wars yeah. require a war chest. And oh, absolutely. I, I think it's time for all Christians just to make, you know, put stick in the sand. And make it stand. And if you look you know, just biblically, you know, the Euphrates River is dried up. I mean, you can go historically and study the Bible and figure that out, what's happening. You know, we're, we're pretty damn close, as, as they say. I mean, I've read the book. I know we win in the end, but it doesn't mean we don't get to go to sleep right now. The why behind our business, the investing with purpose ethos is exactly that. It's like, what are we doing 
to make an impact for the kingdom? What are we doing to make an impact in people's lives? It's incredible because we get to own thousands of units with thousands of families. We have a nonprofit on site at all of our properties that live on site, that just love on people, that just hand out waters. Single moms come home from the hospital, we're dropping off baskets with diapers and wipes. And we have somebody on site that we gift essentially an apartment on every complex. And then those people are, they're tasked with just loving on tenants, ministering to tenants, pointing people Mm -hmm. to prayer times in the conference room when we have Bible studies and point people to local churches if they need help, point people to food pantries if they lose a job. So we get to minister to those folks that live on site. And then we also get to fund these nonprofits around the world. You know, I mean, when Russia invaded Ukraine, we had a pastor that we supported that was there from the United States that pastors a church there. And he called us up and he said, hey, there's tanks rolling through here. We got to get these women and children out of here. I need vans. You know, we were able to pay for some vans to get People run out of Ukraine back and forth, and then they called us back up and they said, we need bulletproof vests and bulletproof armor to to get these kids out of here. And I didn't know how to do that, but another nonprofit that we funded, he was a special forces operator. The guy who runs that nonprofit actually saved Captain Phillips off the Maersk. If you remember the movie Captain Phillips with Tom Hanks. So he was the lead special forces operator that went and grabbed him. And now he runs a nonprofit. So I called him up. I said, hey, you don't have any connections with bulletproof vest suppliers, do you? I said, this guy said he needs bulletproof vests, but they're telling him it's a war zone now. It's going to take him three, four weeks and we need him like now. Three days later, he had a container of bulletproof vests and bulletproof blankets to wrap the kids in that we were able to fund to get some people out of that war zone. I mean, so God's done incredible, incredible things through this donor advised fund. Yeah, you're doing God's work and praise God for all those connections. He has a way of making that happen. He makes those divine connections, you know? And, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so of course we we fund some things around the world, but our, our focus is the home front, right? How are we getting our country to right. a place where people can recognize morals and values again, where we can yeah. change the conversation from kids changing their gender identity to what is just right and wrong for once, right? So yeah. we do a lot of battles here. We, we helped save over 9,800 babies with sidewalk ministries outside of abortion clinics doing ultrasounds and things like that. So yeah, God has really stepped up. I mean, we prayed years ago, how do we give more abundantly now before we quote unquote make it? He said, just give me 1% of the next deal. And we just did 1% above the tithe, right? So Above the tithe, let's do 1% of the economic benefit of this one project. And it wasn't a lot of money, but we were faithful. And now we're doing 50, 60, 70, $80 million deals and giving away 10, 15% of the profits of those deals. Oh, God bless you for that, man. That's what exactly why uh, we're going to be expanding Talk One Radio. And uh, I'm attending a church, New Life Church on uh, 278. It's yeah. a small, diverse group of people, uh, you know, hand in pocket all the time. And uh, I'm going to try to get their pastor to come on for an hour a week, you know, just to give a parable. We have the ability to take Collins and uh, that's a good segue folks. Uh, call in 843-894-2151. If you want to ask uh, Stephen a question about uh, his giving or his investment group, but that's what I want to do. I place them and uh, use this as a springboard to get the word out and continue to work with them in many ways. They developed some videos for them and such. But I think it's time for everyone that's a believer in uh, Jesus died for us to grab the saddle and let's go. Let's start riding, man. It's time to do some work. You know, I think God's calling his remnant together right now. I think you, I see it in all groups that I'm in, all these different entrepreneurs that are like really fired up to start making an impact, giving back, funding ministries, just putting on the armor of God and going, getting after it. I mean, it's, um, you know, business is my, marketplace is my ministry. We've had three salvations in the business since we started the company and (laughs) we're trying to touch as many lives as we can. And I mean, God didn't call us to sit at home, right? He called us to to be shy. No, exactly. I love just, uh, you know, uh, people get really afraid about doing testimonials or witnessing. The minute they hear that, they're like, well, I got to get out of here. I, you know, I'll yeah. be back in a little. Well, listen, you don't have to do anything but start a conversation with somebody. Yeah. That's it. I mean, if you're personal enough to do that, 
introverts aside, I mean, I'm sure they're not going to go out and grab somebody and say, hey, mister, how are you today? You know, there's ways that you can just communicate with people and start a conversation. That's what this platform was always about, setting a dialogue to bridge the communications gap. Now, unfortunately, the people on the left side of the aisle, they're not interested in having dialogue. They're interested in calling me names and writing me nasty emails. Hey, listen, I can take it. I've been around a bit. You know, that's not going to defer me from still being here uh, week after week and doing our job. I've had investors call me up and say, hey, I want to place X amount of dollars with you, right? I just don't like the ministries that you're supporting or the missions that you're supporting. I think it would be cool if you just took those off of your website and did that stuff privately. Then I would go ahead and invest with you guys. I said, well, there's a lot of other investment companies out there. I'm sure you'll find a place for your money. (laughs) I'm good for you. That's integrity. The name fits like a glove. Yeah. And you know, we... A lot of people, when we started, they were like, oh, you want to name your company something like that so that other people think that you're filled with integrity. And my answer was always, no, it's a reminder to, to us who we work for and what we stand for. And one day we'll answer for all of it. So, <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. I just, uh, I didn't have a run in. It's not really a run in. I had a, an exchange with somebody about uh, Catholicism. And, you know, they're so loyal to that, that religion that they can't see the forest or the trees, unfortunately, sometimes. I'm not one to, you know, smash people over the head with the truth, but. I'm trying to slide it to him saying, look, we don't need an intermediary. I can pick up the red phone anytime I want. <laughs> That's right. The bat phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's good. You know when, when I start sinking, I pick up the red phone, you know, <laughs> we, get, we get right into it. And of course, you know, Catholics don't think that way. They think that you have to pray to several different saints and Virgin Mary and the confess your sins to a priest in a small box. I grew up Roman Catholic, so I'm not throwing stones at anybody. I'm just telling you my experience. But when I got saved in 1975, the veil was ripped from my eyes, and I could see what was going on and the freedom that right I had. Go right to the had. source. Yeah, absolutely. Now, did I stay on the uh, narrow path? No, I jumped down on the freeway uh, as right. a young man and you know, <laughs> ran around wilding out. And some people call it backsliding. I just was under the influence of the devil during that time. And You know, you come to a point in time in your life where the wide road and the narrow road cross, and you have to make a decision. I've had several near-death experiences, some not so pretty, and it woke me up. It was God like tapping me on the shoulder saying, I put the Holy Spirit inside you for a reason. Now, lad, I'm just ringing a dinner bell. Let's go. And uh, he turned me off onto the right road and got me back on uh, on the straight and narrow, whether it be narrow or not. It is the right road. It's not the easy road. It's the hard one. No, C.S. Lewis said if he wanted an easy life, he would have had, or if he wanted something that just brought him joy, he would just go to a bottle of port. So Christianity would be the last thing that he would choose if he wanted something easy. Good point. Good point there. That's awesome. Uh, The integrity with investingwithpurpose.org. If people visit that website, what are they going to find? Yeah, so they'll learn a little bit about the nonprofits that we support learn a little bit about the returns and kind of the portfolio and just learn about the team. They can access the podcast there. But the main thing you want to do there is sign up to join the investor club. You know, we send out weekly newsletters. We do frequently asked questions, state of the market. It's just a real educational tool to kind of understand because we understand that real estate investing is new to a lot of people because it hasn't been brought to the masses in the way that I think it should have been. So there's a lot of videos and you know just kind of podcast episodes with CPAs that we've done and just a lot of information there. And then if you want to, once you sign up, one of our team members will uh, will reach out and see if you're just kind of looking to get educated or if you want to jump on a call with one of our members on the team to do a deeper dive. If, you know, we do weekly webinars and Q and A's that basically is like, hey, what is this? How's it work? How can I invest? You know, what's the minimums? Where where can I, when the funds come from? All those types of questions that we get answered. Have you ever considered doing a, uh, well, I know you're pretty new to the area, but I live in the Sun City community and I play tennis with a lot of guys, play softball, et cetera. And I know that this has come up several times about, you know, the, the, the ringing of the hands about the stock market. And mm-hmm. Have you ever considered coming out a stand-up brief and welcome to Integrity Holdings? 
Yeah. So we've done some investor dinners where we'll sponsor a dinner and have people come out. We'll do kind of a 15 minute introduction and then people can hang out, eat some dinner or a little cocktail party, stuff like that. So I'd love to find out how to get those things done in the area because I think there's a lot of local people that really want to hear more about how that works. And um, Well, have you done it in Sun City here? I have not. Mm -mm. Okay, well, I uh, officially am signing myself up as your liaison. Awesome. I appreciate (laughs) that. So I want you to just tell me what you want. I will chase it around. As a brother Christian, I'm more than happy to break my back for you. Be my pleasure. Yeah, I don't expect anything in return, by the way. All right, let me see. I I wrote some questions down. We might. I know there's uh, many different types of real estate investments, such as rental properties, REITs, and uh, syndications. And we, I think we both understand that uh, compared to stocks, there are miles ahead and miles above those things, right? Yeah, I mean. Just the data, just you know, the volatility and kind of the, the overall return profile. It's night and day. People are actually buying stock in the investment vehicle that you have. Yeah. So we have a fund that gives people a lot of diversification. So we have a $100 million fund that just launched in December. We'll buy about three to $400 million worth of property. And you are literally a K1 owner in all of those properties in the fund. So at the end of the year, you get a K-1 partnership return for instead of a 1099. So right now, if you're in stocks, you're getting a 1099 based on your income at the end of the year. If you have rental property, if you have a single family rental house, you're, getting a, you're issuing a 1099 to yourself from that rental property. This is a little different because you're a business owner. So you own shares of the company that own the underlying asset. So yeah, you actually have ownership in all of these properties. And then at the end of the year, you'll get a K-1. The K-1 is a form, correct? The form K-1, it's a partnership return. So you have your personal, like a W-2 job, you get a W-2 form to file with the IRS. If you have an independent contractor or a business, you're getting a 1099. So like uh, for your mortgage interest, they'll send you a 1099, right? To see what you've paid in interest. A K-1 is similar. You file it with your taxes, but like if you were to invest in a REIT on Wall Street, you wouldn't get a K-1, you'd get a 1099. And why is that important? Well, a 1099 shows your income and then that's taxed in a certain way. A K-1 is taxed in a different way, but you're taking the depreciation from across all of those buildings. And you typically will see a K-1 Let's say you gave us $100,000 to invest. Our typical investor will see a $50,000 loss on a K-1. Now, why is that important? Why do you want that? That means because all of the income that you took that year, you can make $50,000 in income basically tax-free because of the depreciation against those buildings. So it becomes extremely tax-advantaged. Oh, that's awesome. And I was going to ask you as a K-1 holder, then kind of answer that question. The, the depreciation, is that divided among all or how is that yep. handled? Yeah. So it's based on the dollar amount that you have in. So if we're raising $100 million and you have $1 million in, you'll get 1% of the depreciation across the board. But yeah, that's split up simply between all of our investors and share it at the end of the year. We issue you a single K-1, even if we have 10 properties in the fund. We aggregate all that data and we do all the hard work to make it a single form for your investment. Well, that's awesome. I wish I wouldn't have met you about 15 years ago when I retired. (laughs) I've heard that before. Because I had a, uh, (laughs) you know, I'm a civil service retiree, so I dumped everything I would take into the TSB. Yeah, they had a good matching program, right? Yeah, definitely. And I moved it out into something, another vehicle. That just never really helped me out at all. So, yeah. I mean, well, and a lot of people like the real estate investment vehicle too, because it creates cash dividends, right? We pay our investors monthly. So they get ACH deposits every month without touching their principal balance, which is- Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Which is really nice. Yeah. That is awesome stuff. Wow. Man, I think you covered everything. I hope I, so. I mean, you're like, we're in the deep end, which leaves me behind. A little <laughs> I'm dog paddling to the side right now, because if I dive any deeper into this financial world, (laughs) you'll never hear from me again. Yeah. Well, the simple thing is we do the heavy lifting. You get checks in the mail. You know, it's passive. You have to do your due diligence up front. You have to understand what it is that we're buying. You know, send you some pictures of some apartment complexes that we own already that are cash flowing. And then 
you know, you do your due diligence and then you say, okay, I'm in. And then after that, you know, we send monthly newsletters that give you the financials of the properties with updates of what the nonprofits are doing as well. So you kind of, even though the nonprofits are funded out of our profits, not yours, you still partner with us and see, hey, this is what's happening through these investments, which is really cool. And then we show you some before and after photos. You get a monthly statement that shows this is where your capital account is. And that's it. Now, are these all backed by any type of insurance or is this just... uh... Yeah, I mean, we have obviously insurance on every property that we have as required from banks and everybody. The equity that we're bringing in is 20 to 30% of what the value of the property is, right? And then we get these big loans that we have to sign on. So yeah, we're overinsured for everything. We actually did get hit. Remember that uh, storm that blew through Western Florida not too long ago? Oh, yeah. It cruised all the way across the state and actually hit one of our properties in Daytona Beach on the east side. And we took down maybe, I don't know, 80 trees on property. We had a 368-unit property there and took down 80 trees. And insurance more than covered it. What's cool about these properties, people think insurance is just cover for property damage. But if there's property damage to where you have a loss in rent, the insurance actually covers that rental loss as well. So the income is covered. So it's a double net. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I got to ask you, you know, I think you got a beautiful company there and I'll do what I can to help you out in any way I can. People should definitely go to investingwithpurpose.org. It's free to join, right? There's no cost. Free to join. And yeah, we'll give you as much information as you want. All right. Let me ask you a question completely off the wall here. I don't know if you know this guy on YouTube. I see him occasionally, this Ben Mahal or whatever. He has a big, a big, I mean, a guy, I think he goes about five bills weight wise, but he's always splashing money around and, you know, investing in real estate. And- oh, I have seen that guy. Yeah. I've seen him on like Instagram or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he yeah, a, yeah. you know, he sets up clients, uh, he has people call him, you know, for chain smokes, right? Yeah, like a fiend. Yeah, he I've definitely seen this does. Guy. He shouldn't stop that immediately, or else his heart's going to give up. Oh my goodness! I mean, between you know? the size and the habits. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, he's always flipping his money. I don't know what they call that, where you get a, you sell one thing and you get to dump money into another thing before you get taxed on it. I don't know what the ten thirty one exchange. Yeah, the exchange. So he's always flipping these big number. And he buys hotels like crazy and, you know, revamps them. And he has this squad of minions around him all the time. And he screams at him all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's a real pip, but I just was wondering if you had seen him. Yeah, I've seen him. Our model is different. So I know that he goes and he spends. Yeah, obviously it's different. But I think his business model is such where he goes in and he does a big renovation, what we call a heavy lift in the industry. So he'll go in, he'll do a heavy lift, and then he'll sell it. And basically, he'll flip it. It'll take about a year or two, but it's a flip. So our goal is threefold. One, it's preservation of capital. How do I not lose money? Two, return of capital. How do I get my money back? And then three, return on investment. If we take care of numbers one and two, number three will take care of itself, essentially. So we're looking for long-term debt, right? Interest rate volatility is a thing right now. So we're looking for 10-year debt or a 10-year mortgage is what that means to where we can predictably understand the cash flow. So when you do a heavy lift, you have to get a construction loan. Construction loans are all over the place, right? What we don't want to do is get into a bridge to nowhere. A bridge loan, you know, what's the interest rate going to be when we're done? I have no idea. So we just lock in you know, it's cash flowing. There's existing, there's some upside that we can do. We're going to hold these properties for five years or so, and it's going to cash flow. It's going to appreciate. It's right down the middle of the fairway. I'm not doing development right now. We're not doing, you know, major renovations, not doing flips. Essentially, we're looking for preservation of capital. How do we make sure that we can consistently pay double digit returns to our investors every single year? And how do we not have a dip in the market? Well, when you go out and uh, consider a property, you have a team that goes out and Oh, yeah. Does the soup to nuts and make sure that the bones are good. And We actually go inside of every single unit. We bought a 984 unit in Tampa, which is a city essentially. Yeah, right. Uh, we went in and inspected every single unit, every single hot water heater, every single AC condenser, every single burner on every single stove. So yeah, it's a big team that goes out. We do property condition reports. The underwriting is everything. How do we predict where we're going to be in five years? And that is just being super conservative, knowing what the numbers are in the area and having a real confident team behind you. That's awesome. Uh, Listen, our time is up. Well, thanks so much uh, for having me, Al. Yeah, I wish you so much well, man. And God bless you for doing what you're doing. 
Uh, please take me serious when I mention that I can facilitate anything for you within this community. I'd be more than happy to. I mean, we have investment team clubs here. Those would be the hammers they get in front of. Guys are always kind of playing with their money and looking for something solid. Obviously, we're getting into a recession. There's market volatility, a lot of uncertainty. You know, having a hard asset to back your money with, I think, is well, the play right now. Give me a date in a couple of weeks and give me some time to do the legwork and I'll take care of everything for you. Appreciate yeah. Okay, man. Uh, thanks a lot, Steve. I really enjoyed our time together. And uh, you're welcome back anytime if you want to bring somebody out with you or you want to talk about one of your nonprofits. I'm more than, I'm all ears and so is my listeners. So Awesome. Appreciate that. You bet. Thanks a lot, man. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right. Absolutely awesome to have him on board. That's Steve Lipman. He's the managing director and founder of Integrity Holdings Group. Please go to investingwithpurpose.org find out all the information you need. It's a free, you can join, you know, subscribe. They'll send all the information you ever wanted about investing in real estate. Integrityhg.org is the website to go directly to the Integrity Holding Group. But investingwithpurpose.org would be the place to start. Engaging gentleman, he's got his mind right, as they say in uh, Cool Hand Luke. And he's a man of God. So, I mean, your money's safe, folks. If I had the coin, I'd drop it on him immediately. That brings us to a close. I'd like to thank you very much for listening. Thanks for supporting the channel next week, which would be uh, April 5th. Uh, we're going to have Zoe Warren, basically a politician. He ran for lieutenant governor last uh, during the last primary. He's very involved with the South Carolina GOP. Excellent speaker. I enjoy listening to him, and I'm sure you will too. Please set your calendar, 7 o'clock next Wednesday. i got to thank you again, folks, for joining us. And before I go, I always remind you to be kind to each other. Even if it's small talk in the checkout line, let people know that they mean something to you. Just say thanks or compliment them on something. Just be kind. It's easy to do. It costs you absolutely nothing. Thanks for listening to the Investing With Purpose podcast. If you're finding value, would you leave us a review and share this with your friends? And go to investingwithpurpose.org to learn more about how to partner with us and to learn more about the nonprofits that we support around the world.